When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning right here on the Steel Curtain Network. Thank you for joining me as a part of Fans First Sports Network. We're excited. The NFL Draft is almost here. It is tomorrow, Thursday. My gosh, I can't believe it's almost here. And, and it just goes to show you that the NFL calendar, not only does it, I mean, time stops for no one, but the NFL calendar certainly does it does not care about anything else that's happening in the sports world. NBA playoffs, they don't care. NHL playoffs, that's funny. MLB regular season, another joke. The NFL draft will trump all of those events. Even if you probably combined some of their audiences, it will have trumped all of them. It is amazing. It is amazing at what it's become. And what we're going to do today is we're going to talk all about how it's time to put the Steelers' speculation to bed. And a little bit of a random thought style first half. The second half, it's Wednesday. It's, it's hump day. That means it's time for the mailbag. We'll get into that. I figured my rider and I create a lot of questions, and I figured correctly. They have a lot. So before we get to that, just want to mention Miles Boykin is back on a one-year deal. Wrote the article for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Yes, that website still exists. And I said this on Twitter. A lot of people were like, really? Thought it was a good signing. It's a good signing for special teams mainly. I don't think it's going to bump a wide receiver completely off the draft board because I think this is a special teams signing. When you lose players like Robert Spillane, you lose a player like, well, he's not signed yet, but he's not back on the team. That's either it's, you know, Marcus Allen, Derek Watt. When you don't have these players in the fold, you got to fill those spots on special teams. Tanner Muse fits that script. Miles Boykin does the same while adding veteran depth at wide receiver. I like it. Good move. Tomlin and Mike Tomlin and Omar Khan had their press conference on Monday. You missed Dave Schofield had a whole rundown of it. Got to be honest, they were they were pretty candid. I actually enjoyed listening to this press conference. I listened live. I obviously wrote an article about the press conference and I was really kind of like, "Wow, this is crazy." Uh, you know, just exactly they're being pretty at least if they're not being honest and candid, they're fooling me. We'll put it that way. So for me, I thought it was a good press conference. If you missed it or you want to recap, go check out the press conference recap done by Dave Schofield anywhere we get your podcast on the Steel Curtain Network. Okay, time to put the Steelers' speculation to bed. Speculation season, folks. Speculation season is almost over. 
and I'm I'm excited for that. It's time to put the rumors to rest. Uh, it's time to see finally who the newest member of the Pittsburgh Steelers are. This is the NFL Christmas, folks. It is the NFL equivalent of Christmas Day. Hope springs eternal for NFL fans of all 32 organizations, and it's tough. I mean, at this point, you know, you talk about predictions and all that stuff. It's time to put the speculation to bed. Let's do this random thought style, like I mentioned at the top of the show. Just going to rattle off some thoughts. And we did this, we've done this in the past during the regular season. Figured, why not do it on this Wednesday? You're not going to get a bold prediction from me. I don't, it's, it's kind of worthless in my opinion, but still, let's get this show on the road. Everyone wants the Steelers to get more fifth and sixth round picks. They don't have a fifth or sixth round pick. And my question is, why? I mean, when you think about it, think about some of the fifth or sixth round picks since, I don't know, let's say 2016. So sixth round pick, Travis Feeney, didn't he make the team? 2017, Brian Allen in the fifth round, Colin Holba in the sixth round. Yep, neither have made the team. Uh, You look at 2018, Marcus Allen stuck around. Jalen Samuels stayed for a little bit. Let's go to 2019, Zach Gentry in the fifth. Sutton Smith, Isaiah Bugs, Ulysses Gilbert, none of them are with the organization anymore. 2020, no fifth-round pick. Antoine Brooks Jr., not with the team. He, had, I think he won a Super Bowl with the Rams, actually. 2021, you're talking Isaiah Loudermilk. They trade into the fifth. Quincy Roche, who was cut and came back. Now, last season, you don't have a fifth-round pick, but you do have Connor Hayward in the sixth. I get that. My point here is this. Everyone wants, oh, they need to get into the fifth. They need to get into the sixth. Why? I mean, let's be honest, folks. The odds of these picks panning out are are not likely. If they're falling until late in day three, that's not a pick that you're going to have high expectations for. So when it comes to that, this is where my next point is. I'm fine with the Steelers not trading. Absolutely fine with it. If they don't trade, that's, hey, you get three picks in the top 50. That's what I want to see. Yes, they can trade up. I understand that. And yes, there can be value in the pick 32 or pick 49. I get all of it. But I'm also not going to trade a top 50 pick just because I want to pick in the fifth or sixth round. No, it doesn't pan out. It doesn't pan out more than it ever does. So in that regard, I'm fine with no trades. Speaking of which, the next bullet point is simple. This draft is wide open. I'll be completely honest with you. I, I got my teeth clean the other day. This young guy who was cleaning my teeth, he saw my Steelers sweatshirt, started talking football. He loves the commanders. And he's asking me, he goes, man, it just seems like the way you talk, the, the draft is wide open for Pittsburgh. I said, I really think it is. I really do. He asked what I thought the Steelers were going to do. I have no clue because I think they can sit back and just kind of see what happens and see how it unfolds. Unless they want to be aggressive and trade up, they can just sit back and let it come to them. And I think that's a good spot to be in. Speculation season is freaking exhausting. I'm going to be completely honest. I mean, you talk about when the Steelers didn't make the playoffs, we're talking the second week of January all the way until now, essentially. I mean, the 27th is the first round of the draft. But man, that's a long time. And there's a lot to talk about. We know free agency in March, but and everyone loves to talk about the playoffs and, and everything, even if your team's not in it. But my gosh, speculation season is exhausting. You're, you're reading mock drafts. You're analyzing these rankings and boards. And my gosh, let's get it over with. But you know what? Everyone loves to hate mock drafts. 
But mock drafts are not useless. I You might be shocked when I say that. I don't think mock drafts are useless. To me, I, I think it's a way to learn about players. I learn about players through mock drafts. Not the fact that, oh, Mel Kuyper predicted that the Steelers are going to take Zay Flowers out of Boston College with pick number 17. No, I don't think that's going to happen. But guess what I did? I learned about Zay Flowers from Boston College because he was mocked to Pittsburgh. That's the way it works for me. So you might think mock drafts are useless. I don't. I think that they're not entirely – I don't take them as gospel, but at the same time, I don't think they're useless. You know, there's always surprising moves in the NFL draft which shake things up. I think people forget that sometimes. There's always that – it used to be the Oakland Raiders pick that everyone says, oh, my gosh, did they really make that selection? They picked him there? Yeah, those happen. Or you all of a sudden you hear, we have a trade. Holy cow, everyone's on their – Everyone's on the edge of their seat. Who traded? What did they trade? And who are they going after? All these trades and things like that, it shakes everything up. I was listening to the Steelers fix on Tuesday. Go check it out. I had Andrew and Jeremy on my show on Monday, so you heard that. But still, they were talking about how two teams, the Houston Texans and the Arizona Cardinals, could take this draft and just the first round at least and completely turn it on its head. If the Texans don't take a quarterback or if the Arizona Cardinals trade out of their selection, those one of those two things could change everything. Everything. Or what if Anthony Richardson somehow, some way, is drafted over someone like C.J. Stroud or over Bryce Young? Do I think it's going to happen? No. But crazy stuff happens every year. And we all need to realize that we, we can predict all we want, but... Things will shake up. It always happens. You know, there are holes on the Steelers roster, but I don't think they're to the point where it it doesn't equate to draft freedom. You do have positions that you want to target. That's natural. Mike Tomlin spoke about that. So did Omar Khan. You talk about offensive tackle, cornerback, you throw an inside linebacker. Some might include a position like tight end. I even... There's a lot of good depth there at those positions, and I think the Steelers can attack those holes, but they don't have to do it with that first-round pick. You you think about, like, since 2016, it feels like the first-round pick was the best player at a position. You know, it's Artie Burns in 2016, TJ Watt. They needed that outside linebacker. They wanted to get younger there. 2018, Terrell Edmonds. 2019, Devin Bush. 2020, no first-round pick. 2021, Najee Harris. Kenny Pickett last year. You get where I'm going with all of this. I don't think they have that situation this year. That's a really good thing. The unknown to this whole scheme, this whole situation, is the Omar Khan-Andy Weedle dynamic. It's exciting for me. I'm not someone that shies away from a challenge. I'm not someone that shies away from anything that's unknown. I'm going to take the risk. I've always been that guy. And I think that while Omar Khan and Andy Weedle, it's different. I'm excited to see what that unknown looks like. And I, I think that this new regime, it doesn't necessarily mean that the old narratives will remain. That's important to note for me. We all talk about what Kevin Colbert used to say. We talk about what Kevin Colbert used to do. We talk about all these things, but the new regime could do it totally, totally different. And that doesn't mean it's bad. So far, so good with Omar Khan and Andy Weedle. Let's see if that continues. And you know, the funny thing is, if those old narratives remain, so let's say Omar Khan, who has clearly done things his own way, and that's fine. I would want him to do that. I don't want him to be 
Kevin Colbert 2.0. But if those old narratives remain, you have to figure might be that Mike Tomlin, Art Rooney II, are the ones that are really calling the shots in the war room. Think about that for a second. All right, let's go to the last one. And this might be one of the most annoying aspects of speculation season. When people are looking at potential prospects that could be there whenever the Steelers pick, in this case, pick number 17, you always hear the the same statement. Well, they won't be there. Oh, they won't be there at 17. Well, they're not going to be there at 17. All these people want to say that all these prospects are not going to be available at 17. Oh, Joey Porter Jr., he's not going to be there. He's not going to be there at 17. you kidding me? Joey Porter Jr., get out of here. Well, okay, he might not be there at 17. Paris Johnson Jr., he'll be way gone before the Steelers pick. Maybe, but maybe not. These same people are the people that say, well, there could be five, five quarterbacks taken in round one. Could be four in the top ten. Well, okay, now let's do the math here, folks. Not <laughs> It almost feels like when people are talking this way, that there's 35 players that are somehow not going to be there at pick 17. I'm no math guy. I'm no math whiz. I'm not a numbers guy. Ask Dave Schofield. I'm an idiot. But what I do know is that you can't have 35 players not be available when you have the 17th overall pick. All these people want to tell you what will and won't happen, but no one knows. And there's no way. I mean, there's you could have 16 players that are deemed high top prospects at their respective positions, but not all of these players that get brought up. You know, oh, well, this guy's not going to make it to 17. They said that about David DeCastro, too. And we all know how that panned out. They said that about TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, all these players that the Steelers just had there. Kenny Pickett for last year, last year for crying out loud. They all said the same thing. Kenny Pickett could be the only quarterback taken in the top 10. Steelers sit there. They wait. 20th pick. Kenny Pickett's there. He's our guy. 20th. And there's some luck involved there. I talked about that on a couple podcasts ago, but keep that in mind. So for me, don't listen to those narratives. Though there won't that guy won't be there because trust me, there's not. They pick 17th. Okay, they pick 17th. Someone will be available. It's just who do they take? That's the question. Now, you speaking of questions, you all had a ton of them, and we're gonna dive headfirst into that mailbag segment right after this break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. fans time for the mailbag segment so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna just dive i would only explain how to find me on twitter and all that stuff now today that we have a lot of questions the last i checked yet we're 28 questions and we're gonna have to try to get through this in a timely fashion so let's get this started joe cirillo said hey jeff lifelong pennsylvanian and steelers fan moving to the dc maryland area this fall oh I've been here for a while. I could is any advice for being a ride or die crew member in Ratbird Country. Won't even count the Commanders fans, mainly because I don't know if they exist. You won't see a ton of Commanders stuff 
uh, on the outskirts of the district. They're more actually in Virginia than anything. Uh, but still, in Maryland, it's all Ravens, except there are a lot of strong pockets of Steelers fans. Hey, wear your colors, wear them often, wear them proud. You will get more props than you will anyone saying negative things about you know being in, in the Maryland area. I'd love to know where you're going to be moving to. It might be close to me. Let's go to Johnny Angel. Listen to your podcast all the time. Thank you, Johnny. I'm higher on Dan Moore than most, especially with Sayamalu signing. I will be the happiest with Joey Porter Jr., Banks, Branch as round one options. If all three are there, which one do you think they pick and possibly address what a great addition Darnell Washington could be in round two? Thanks. So thanks, John. I appreciate it. Um, if JPJ... Deontay Banks and Brian Branch are there. I'm going to take Joey Porter Jr. I think he's the most complete player. I like his size. I like his physicality. People say he can get grabby. Okay, you can get you can, you can do that. That's okay uh, in the NFL. You just have to be smart about it, and he can learn from Patrick Peterson. As for D, uh, Darnell Washington, I'm going to go with what Coach KT Smith said during our Fans First Sports Network mock draft, and that was this guy is is a project, but he's not a he's not he's more He's closer to being a completed project than anything. He's a very talented player. I'd love to see him. If he's available at 32 and that's the pick, I'd be pretty happy. Roberto asks, hi, Jeff. Hope you're having a great day so far in Ratbird territory. Uh, Yeah, y'all have to keep bringing that up. Where do you see Najee Harris finishing in comparison to the other backs in the league? I think 1,000 yards and a career high in touchdowns. So for me, I absolutely think that he'll go over 1,000. I think we're looking at, I would love to see him over 1,400 total, and includes receiving. And I'd love to see him total double-digit touchdowns. Total, that's receiving and rushing. I think if he stays healthy, the offensive line improvements, it's very possible. He could be a top five back. I think it's a top three even, if, if everything pans out the way we think it will. David Briggs says, who is your not Kenny Pickett if the Steelers pick him in this year's draft? So that was... He's referring to my draft reaction last season when we were watching the draft. Round one, we had our Zoom call going with the staff at Steel Curtain Network, and Kenny Pickett's being shown. The Steelers are on the clock, and I'm saying, not God, please not Kenny Pickett. Please not Kenny Pickett. Please not Kenny Pickett. And it was Kenny Pickett. So if there was a player like that, I think it would probably be – I don't know them that – that well. I really dove headfirst into the quarterbacks last year because the Steelers were in the market. Um, uh, probably, I'm the, the I'm drawing a blank on the name. Cornerback weighs 160 pounds. I would be really, I think Texas A&M. I'll probably think of it halfway through the show. But still, if they went with him, man, I just can't. I just can't picture that. I can't picture an NFL player being 165 pounds. That's just me. Number two from David. If you create a Steelers preview drinking game. What are your sayings you would put in put in it from the three of you? I can think of Dick Shiner, 2 a.m., my goodness, to name a few. Okay, so Dave, it's my goodness. Uh, and it, you got to take the, knee, the D out. It's goodness, the way he says it. It's my goodness. Um, you could have me say a Dick Shiner reference. That's fine. Uh, I hope I don't have – I don't know if I have crutch words. I probably do. I know Brian's is with that being said. He is, I brought it to his attention on more than one occasion. And I think he's actually curtailed that a little bit, but that would be for, for Brian would be the, with that being said, that would be his drinking game. Not, that would not be a good drinking game, by the way. Corey Eckenroth asked a couple. Everyone is talking about the Steelers trading up in the first round. How about the inverse? 
What if Pittsburgh trades down or back to 24 with Jacksonville, swaps first-round picks, picks up an extra third and fourth, takes Jacksonville's third plus 32 and move back up into the first to get a second player with a fifth-year option? Holy crap, Corey. Like, this is a lot. Um, I'm okay with swapping first, especially if the board falls in a way where a lot of the players the Steelers might be targeting at positions that they want, they're gone. Talking the big three or four of offensive tackles, cornerbacks, etc. Going back up into the first, they could do that. They could do that to get that fifth-year option, but they would still have that option at 24. I don't know. You're not going to want to you're not going to want that, that fifth-year option with multiple players. We saw that with Terrell Edmonds and Mega Fitzpatrick, so keep that in the back of your mind. Corey also said, all right, Jeff, you quasi-dodged me last week, so I'll ask again since we are close to the draft. With the 17th pick in the 2023 NFL draft, the Steelers do not trade out of the pick and take who, Jeff? All right, Corey, I'm going to say that they select Joey Porter Jr., cornerback out of Penn State. There you go. You happy now? Are you happy Hope you're happy. Todd Hall asks, which one of the following free agents are re-signed for the 2023 season, if any? He lists Derek Watt, Benny Snell, Marcus Allen, Mason Rudolph, Jesse Davis, Wormley, Tyson Alawalu, Carl Joseph. On a non-Steelers note, do you think Aaron Rodgers will be able to wear 12 in New York? Okay. I don't care about Aaron Rodgers' number. Sorry. In terms of the question, which one of the following? I would say out of those, Benny Snell would be the guy that I would bet on. But if it's not him, I could see them bringing back either Carl Joseph or maybe Marcus Allen. Derek Watt, I'd be okay with him coming back, but it's got to be the right price. That's the biggest thing. ELH asks, should we trade 17 to the Titans from Malik Willis? Get out of here. You serious jokester? I know. I'm just messing around. Eric asks you, What's your biggest Clark Griswold moment while on the golf course? Also, do you prefer pre-draft hype or post-draft reactions? In terms of the hype and reactions, I think they're all in the same. The pre-draft hype, the post-draft knee-jerk reaction is all the same. My biggest Clark Griswold moment on the golf course? Well, Clark Griswold technically didn't golf. So if you're talking about, uh, you know, you're talking about those golf movies, you're talking about Tin Cup, you're talking about caddyshack obviously you could have the chevy chase connection with caddyshack so i would have to say that if i'm doing the caddyshack it would probably be oh man the scene where chevy chase is just seemingly like everything is going right this is before the competition at the end uh but that's that's the best i got for eric right there I've had those moments on the on the course where everything is just going right. Those are great days. Caleb asks, what's a successful draft in your opinion? Or are you a person who likes to give it a few years before deciding that? I don't. Yeah, you can see some of the early returns. Look at last year. Kenny Pickett, significant role. George Pickens, significant role. Even Jalen Warren, Connor Hayward, DeMarvin Leal started to get into that where they had a role on the team. You have the makings of a very good draft class only after one year. Now, for long-term success, you're going to want to see more than that, but ultimately I think you can start to see that early and then see if it develops as they continue to progress throughout their career. Heath Davis is El Jefe. Do we still take a wide receiver in the draft? Would you rather take a wide receiver or a late-round quarterback? I would rather a late – I'd actually rather a wide receiver in the late rounds – then I would a quarterback, get an undrafted guy. Heck, get an XFL guy if you need a quarterback three. I mean, seriously, I think there's something where you don't have to 
spend a draft pick on a quarterback. Heath continues, Godzilla and King Kong are drafted the Steelers. What positions do they play? Godzilla and King Kong? King Kong, uh, we'll put him at nose tackle. Godzilla, uh, we'll say quarterback, flamethrower. Heath Davis also has looking at the offensive line. I'm thinking they are building a gnarly unit. Some really nasty dudes in the trenches. Which Steelers line, offense or defense, is the bigger mean streak right now? Who do you think will after the draft? I'm going to go with the offensive line. But the mean streak is the thing that gets me. Like, I don't know if Isaac Samalo, I know Nate Herbig, but I just don't know how much he's going to play. James Daniels, not that mean streak guy that you mentioned. So maybe I take that back. But then again, neither is Cam Hayward. I I don't know. Maybe Maybe that's what they need. Maybe they need a little nasty in those offense and defensive lines. I'd be okay with that. Thomas asks, what offensive lineman should the Steelers draft in the first round? If I really like my favorite tackle, if we're going with the tackles, is actually Paris Johnson Jr. I just don't know if he's going to slide to 17. Uh, Broderick Jones is good, too. I don't think Peter Skaronsky is what they're looking for. And Darnell Wright, I actually like him a lot, too. So out of those, that, that those are the guys I like. But I will take, um, I'll absolutely take Paris Johnson as the one I like the most. Brian Haynes asks a bunch. Let's get this started. Which of the teams unsigned free agents are the most surprised remain unsigned? I'm shocked that Watt and Jack aren't signed yet personally. Well, Watt's price tag is probably too high. I, I got to be honest. I'd, Miles Jack, I don't know. He's he, he can't be healthy. That's the biggest thing. I don't think the Steelers would have cut him outside of salary cap purposes. If he was healthy, Miles Jack would have found a team already. I don't think he's healthy. Uh, but other than that, I am surprised. You know, I'm really not surprised by a lot of these free agents that are still on the market. That, there's a reason the Steelers didn't re-sign him. Uh, Brian also had what position? Brian asked, what position will blow your mind if they draft them in the first? I would say an edge rusher would blow my mind if they took a first-round edge rusher at 17. The next question, if Adam Sandler asked you to be in one of his movies, a remake, and he wants you to play him, what movie would you hope it was? I would have to think either probably I think my I think Happy Gilmore would be the would make the most sense. A remake of Happy Gilmore. That would be it. Would you rather see this is a tough one from Brian. Would you rather see the Pirates win a World Series or the Steelers win a Super Bowl sooner? Can it be like 1979 where they both win at the same year? Like wouldn't that be something? And I've seen the Steelers win. I've seen them play in four Super Bowls. They've won two of them. And I love that experience. I would not, I'd love to see another Super Bowl, but to watch the Pirates win a World Series, and I, I said this on Twitter, that the Pirates were my first love. When I was a kid, the, the Pittsburgh Pirates in the early 90s were awesome. And the, 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 the Steelers at that time were not that great. Yeah, they, they turned it around 94, 95. But ultimately, man, it was the, it was the Pirates. And I was, I was all in on the Pirates. So it would be really cool to see the Pirates do something like that. Brian also asks, who are your three least favorite Steelers players currently or ever? We'll just go ever. Um, I'll say that Mel Blunt. No, it's not Mel Blunt. It's LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt is on that list. Um, Other players I didn't like. Hmm. Le'Veon Bell really chapped my you-know-what on his way out. And I'll have to go with the way Antonio Brown left, just the way that he left. I actually loved Antonio Brown. He was phenomenal. I I loved watching him play. 
But the way that that guy burnt those bridges on the way out just really ticked me off. And those are all recent guys for the most part. Brian says, which free agent signing was your biggest surprise? Uh, Isaac Sayamalo was my biggest surprise. I didn't think the Steelers were going to be targeting a guard really that much. They signed two of them, and one of them's a guy with that much experience and coming off a Super Bowl appearance. I loved it. RJS, you you ain't cool unless you pee your pants. <laughs> and that was because I used a Billy Madison gif uh, for the question this week. He said, might be a question for the Steelers fix. We have five wide receivers now, but what if the rumor of the Steelers trading up is to get Addison, then draft cornerback and offensive tackle in the second round. Who do you think will be the kick return, punt return for the 2023 season? I just don't see Addison being a guy that's going to be that's going to require trading up. I think the Steelers could stay put at 17 and draft Jordan Addison if they wanted him. I think they could draft cornerback. I don't know about offensive tackle in the second round. But yeah, for sure. I, I think it's definitely one of those situations. Who do you think the kick return or punt return will be for the 2023 season? I think it's going to be between Calvin Austin III, assuming he's healthy, and Anthony Miller. Doc M asks, what is the storyline that is not being talked about? To me, the storyline that's not being talked about is on defense, and I've talked about it, so if someone has. It's just the lack of depth. And he, the lack of depth across the board on the defense is its kind of mind-boggling. If I'm being completely honest, it is kind of mind Like, look at the roster, and yeah, your starters, you're, you're pretty confident. You're pretty comfortable. But you get into the depth, forget about it. It's just bad. It's all around bad. George Pickens. Is George Pickens really him? This is These are his two questions. How many picks will the Steelers end up with in this draft? I think it'll be eight or nine after trades. Um, I, I would go with the max eight. Yeah, I just don't think that um, I could actually just see him stay in put, to be honest. Are you on board with tight end in the first three picks? Darnell Washington is about to be a stealer, in my opinion. I am on board with that. Zach Gentry's job is not solidified for me. He's got to earn it. He's got to earn it. So, yeah. Let's go with the next one. How many draft day moves do you suspect are made? I think we'll see two trade-ups and a trade-down. I would be. Sh- I'm going to say one. And I would be shocked if if there's one. I just don't know if there's going to be a lot, if everything's going to come together. Nathan Vance likes it. Hi, Jeff. No questions this week. Just enjoying the podcast and very excited for the draft coming up on Thursday. Can't wait to see what the Steelers do. Me too, Nathan. And thank you for the kind words. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. All right, two more questions. Mike Smith, is there a prospect or position that you would be okay with the Steelers taking with their first pick? But... Would, would be surprised that they made this selection. For me, it's Quentin Johnson. Looks to have a lot of talent. If the Steelers think he's BPA, I'd trust them. So be okay with them taking the first pick? Yeah, I mean, a position. If they took a wide receiver in the first, I would be stunned. But again, like you said, if it's best player available, then that's best player available. So I get it. Thomas, last question. Once you started talking about tight end as an option, I really started looking at some tape. If Washington is there at 32, that would be a crazy move for the offense. I know this is a luxury pick, but do you think this could happen if our picks are already off the board? I do. I do think that this could happen if he's available. What really got me here? Again, if you listen to the Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan press conference, they're talking about the depth of positions, and Omar Khan's rattling off. He's talking defensive line and offensive line, and he's you know just rattling. Mike Tomlin interjects and says, and tight end. Really good tight end class. I heard that. And I'm thinking, 
Wow. Like Tomlin could have just sat there and said nothing, but he, he interjected and he said also this tight end class that made my ears perk up a little bit. Makes me think the tight end might be on their radar, might be on their radar. Keep that in mind. This was a great mailbag. And I enjoyed doing the the podcast in the first half, which is kind of random thoughts. So maybe I'll do that during the lull of the summer just to kind of get us through and make it a little bit more exciting and not just the same topic. But in the meantime, I want to make sure everyone understands Thursday night, that is round one. Myself, Dave Schofield, Brian Davis will be on after the pick is made to talk about it. Check that out in that Steelers preview podcast. It won't be called the Steelers preview. It'll probably be called... 2023 NFL Draft, round one Steelers select this player, Joey Porter Jr. Uh, So check that out. I'll be back on Friday, though, and I'm going to try to get Jerome Betts on with me as well to talk about the pick that was made. I'm excited for that. And then coming up the following Monday, it's a call. I always write that article. It's the winners and losers after the draft, and that's always a fun one, so stay tuned for that. I'm excited. I hope everyone's excited. The draft is here, folks. The draft is finally here. Buckle up. It's going to get crazy. In the meantime, you know how he finished it up. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the draft.